And when people were like, well, isn't this just Walking Dead? Like, should I watch it? And I'm like, The Last of Us takes the concept of Walking Dead and puts so much humanity in it that it hurts. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. We are so excited to be with y'all. I am Doug Wagner, a.k.a. The Fifth Horseman. Uh, more details on that a little wow. bit later. Wow, spoilers. Uh, we have... <laughs> Huge spoiler. You didn't even do out a spoiler warning. I didn't even put out a spoiler warning, so we'll do it now. We are going to be talking uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want us to spoil it, uh, check out the timestamps in the episode description of the pod when it comes out and uh, keep up with it later. Uh, but we have a big show, and the biggest of the big reasons is that one Brian Roush? Oh, jeez. So, Brian, welcome back, sir. Thank you, thank you. It is good to be back. I I listened to the other episodes when I was on vacation, and oh, yeah. and I was I was here. I mean, I was I was not here, but I, I was I was listening live mm-hmm. last week uh, as I was traveling in a car at night. So it was a uh, you know I was here, but I wasn't. And I'm just so happy to be jumping back in. We're excited to have you back in. I'm very yeah, excited yeah, to back in. We are going to check in more about your trip uh, shortly, but excited that you are joining us again. But we also need to kick it on over to Marcus DCD, DC Destin, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Big Daddy. Big Marcus, how are you feeling? <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. To, it's good to have my boy Brian Roush back. Oh, um, You know, it's good to have a trio back. I have, We had me and Doug. We, honestly, oh, I was listening to that episode. It really took me back to when we first started the Pod. That's true, and that was like you know, like it it it, it feels so weird not having Brian, but then it's like kind of like it wasn't weird because it was just kind of like it, it kind of gives you like a little bit of a nostalgia. But the gang is back together. It's a jam packed pod, baby, and it's oh, time yeah. to get to work. Ooh, yeah, this uh, <laughs> this pod is bursting at its seams. Yeah, we yeah, got a lot yes, of shit really to talk cool. about today, so I'm very excited to get into all of it. Um, Roman Myers is in the chat from the Patreon, and he says. Welcome back, Brian. Welcome Thank back. you. Thank you, Roman. Before we get into uh, oh, Doug, Brian, how are you doing? Man? I'm like, doing, yeah, first off, I'm doing great. I took today off of work. It awesome. was awesome. Uh, I nice. didn't have anything planned. Just had some miscellaneous like stuff I had to get done, take the car for an oil change. Right. So I spent most of the morning in Sioux City, and then I took it easy this afternoon. So it was just a good day. Well, nice. I like it. Well, I have not taken a lot of those, like, random mondays we i typically in a well you know we got president's day coming up so i guess <laughs> i'll just wait uh but uh glad i was no. able to squeeze it in so it was a good day um but yeah we need to get something out of the way before we uh have brian unpack God. this yeah so uh maisha sellers aka yes. mimi uh aka marcus's mom uh, was a little concerned about how she came off in last week's episode because she was popping in the chat. She was like, she's she basically to sum it up. She was worried that people are going to think that she she hates white people. And I can assure you that we didn't 
We didn't no. feel like that was the case. No. She wasn't giving off that energy. Uh, no. But I did want to clear her name that she's a lovely, lovely, lovely person with no no hatred for white people <laughs> whatsoever. So we just we needed to settle it right here and now uh, to get that out of the way. So uh, at her at her request, at her request. So I got my mama on the phone now. So oh, yeah. oh jeez. Yeah, look, listen, you are live on air. They cannot see you. So how would you how would you like to defend yourself? Introduce yourself just for a little bit because we got a damn pack pod. Hey Brian, hey Doug, you lie. Oh, this is wonderful. This is a treat. We should do this more often. They're in the uh in the uh website land. In the website metaverse. We are good. What would you like to say? What would you like to say? Look here, Marcus is single, but don't apply if you don't qualify. Okay, I'm about to hang up the phone. Would you like to defend yourself before we hang up? We got stuff oh, to do. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so look here. Y'all need to go and watch the episode before this to see why Yes. Uh, they have ruined, tried to ruin my reputation. <laughs> it was mainly Marcus because Doug is innocent in this. You <laughs> see, uh, they tried to ruin my reputation and say I'm not for the white people. But I love the people. That's I not what you said at all. <laughs> if if, if uh, you give me some dick and it's what? white Alright, that's enough. Okay, goodbye. That's me, enough. Oh, 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 that's oh, enough. Oh, oh, that's oh, enough. Oh, oh. That's enough. Anyway, yes. I want to that's say uh, they need to clear my name because they tried to give me a bad reputation as if I don't like white people. I love all people. And Marcus know that. Okay, that I, that might be my new highlight of my favorite moment from I this just, podcast. Yes, I man. I just honestly <laughs> never know well what is going to fly out of her mouth. Look at look at Roman Myers. Roman Myers is watching live <laughs> from the chat. And you can watch live and comment live from the chat as uh, wherever well. you are. Our Patreon uh, at any point. And Roman look, Myers says this is the best thing ever. I'm about to increase my Patreon <laughs> level. <laughs> just for this Go check out our Patreon, yeah, please. Yeah, it's great. Uh, link in the episode <sighs> description. Uh, but now that we've we've cleared uh, Mimi's name, yeah, thank uh, Brian, I did want to check in Hello. with you if you could provide us with maybe some highlights of your yes. trip. Maybe what was the best part. Uh, just overview, if you will. Yeah. So for those for those not in the know, we plan basically like a ten day vacation to Florida, going to Disney World, going to the beach, uh, and, yeah. and it was much needed vacation. We we've basically just been in our house for three years, except for one trip to Minnesota, hmm. and that's not like a, a trip. Kids are like, yeah, like I, we went and saw my folks, which was nice, but it's not like palm trees, Florida. So this trip really was like something for everybody to have fun uh yeah. and so uh so yeah we hit the disney theme parks in florida went to all four uh went back to a few of them uh went to the beach for a day didn't even go to the parks uh for some of it uh so it was it was really good it was it was very restful um and it, it was desperately needed 
So uh, I I appreciate these guys because I was basically able to say like, hey, guys, like I just I need to take a vacation with my family, hold down the pod. And they're like, you go enjoy yourselves. And that's why I love being on this pod. Like, it's just it's great. I didn't even feel any certain way about it. So and I was also chatting with the guys while I was there and they were supportive, um, which was amazing. So, Yeah. yeah, it was it was oh, my gosh, it was it was good. And the kids had fun. Uh, and I, I basically just want to live in Galaxy's Edge. That's really what this comes down yeah. to. Like, I, this is me. the second time I've gone, and Disney nailed it. Like, they nailed the entire mm-hmm. feel of Star Wars in a theme park. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you're able to go. And the things that, like, if you were, if you, if I was having like a bad week, hearing your wholesome stories of <laughs> oh, just God, your children yeah. enjoying yeah. themselves and being able to cut loose and just be kids was something yeah. that's just like, lifted my spirit so i'm i appreciate you being willing to stay in the chat and everything oh. while you were gone because it was it was awesome to hear about Honestly. oh my gosh yeah i mean we flew the millennium falcon like i like it's right. like just th- they're gonna remember that for the rest of their lives my youngest parker got to like he was like i really want to be a pilot and like the way they stack oh, you up God, it's like man. It's a it's a one in three chance. And so I was like, okay, like I have to talk to a three-year-old. Like, you may not fly the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Hard one of the hardest cells of my life as we're <laughs> sitting in line to do this ride. And like he gets it and he's like, What? And like just yeah. the joy on his face. My wife took pictures. Like, it's hard because awesome. it's like a simulator and they're jostling mm-hmm. you around, but she right. got like some good photos. And here's my three-year-old, barely like able to reach the console. But no one was going to take this moment away from him. That's so cute. That's like it was it was so pure. I got to fly it with him. Like my wife was a gunner. My other son was a gunner. It was a full family affair. And as we got off, my oldest son was like, Dad, you know how many TIE fighters I took down? Like the first order's going down. They didn't see it coming. I was like, this is awesome. Wow. So I just tried to hang on to that moment as hard as I could for as long as I could. It was a good time. Absolutely. And Brian, what did you Yeesh, think of the so Cosmic Rewind ride at oh uh, Epcot? Oh my gosh, that Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Epcot is, uh, it believe the hype. It's mm-hmm. really yeah, good. It's sweet. like, okay. yeah, I mean, it's like somebody did Space Mountain. So it's like, okay, roller coaster in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, amp it up to 11. So you just, you spin around and yep. uh, you don't know which direction you're going to go. And then add in basically the, the Star-Lord mixtape. And that's your ride. Basically, that's basically it. What a vibe! It's, it's a, a it's a, vibe. like the needle drop on that ride is like they must have the research that must have gone into that. It was like peak enjoyment. Like I don't oh, yeah. even want to know the stats on that because somebody. Well, maybe I do. Somebody had to ride that ride a ton of times to that's test true. it out just to get it right. That's somebody, true. somebody who had a very high tolerance for like spin level because <laughs> when I got off of it, like when I was back there in July. There were people yeah. coming off, and I was like, "Is this lady gonna make it?" Yeah, because like, uh, it's just the yeah. way it spins. So my wife, love nerd Maggie, she could not do the ride, and she was waiting for us outside, and she saw like two people throw up. Oh yeah. wow! Like yeah. immediately coming off, and then a third. She was like, "I didn't know like if they were gonna make it." Um, and then I went with my oldest Liam, and he got off, and he was like, "I don't feel so good." And oh, I was wow. like, "Okay, I'm ready for this. I'm a dad. Like I've seen people throw up. It's gonna be okay." Yeah, and it's really funny because like they must know because there's an attendant as soon as you get mm-hmm. off, and I was like, and "There's like four or five trash cans." Yes, unlike oh, okay, any other ride. Yes, yeah. Got and it. he and I was like, he's not feeling good, and he's like, "Take a seat." Like he knew, <laughs> like he knew immediately what the right. was. Do your yeah. lift. To, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Do this; it'll help you feel better. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad that Brian yeah, you were able really to do cute. that, Brian. 
Um, Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we have a jam-packed episode to get into. So here's some things that we're going to go over just to kind of give people an idea, run a show. We're going to talk DC announcement because this happened after we recorded last week. Uh, you know, Mar- Marcus yeah. and I made our predictions about what would be said. Yeah. Um, so we get to eat some crow a little bit. Uh, but you also got stuff right. We got some stuff right. Some, some stuff, stuff right. Some stuff, yeah. yeah. But then we also then are going to dive into episodes three and four of The Last of Us. And then we're going to get into Knock at the Cabin. But before we do that, I need to let you all know about a new segment that we're doing here yeah. in lieu of Catch That yeah. Quotable. So one of the perks of being a Patreon member is that you get to participate in something called Ask Us Anything, which is you submit questions. We will go ahead and take those questions and we will answer them on. On the air for you uh basically once a month or so so like whenever we do this segment so uh this month we had a question submitted and the question was if you could only watch four movies for the rest of your life what would those four movies be this is such a hard question it's such a hard question this is very difficult man yeah i don't um, know who's starting because uh, i don't be me I'll go through some things that I like the ways in which that I like process through. It. Okay. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One, it has to be something that's rewatchable. Like you. it can't oh, be yeah. something that like you, it has to be something that you can go back and look for every single time, time and time and time and time and time again. The other thing is, it's like, you probably want to steer clear. I mean, these are the only four movies you're going to be able to watch for the rest of your life. Oh, so something yeah. that's like 90 minutes or like, between mm. 90 under two hours i'm gonna steer clear of because i yeah. want the most bang for my buck you're, tr- you're trying to be economical i like right like i like if it's it. only gonna be that amount of time so one of the movies that i think has a lot of high rewatch factor for me that i will get enjoyment from every single time is i'm gonna have to watch brian and you'll like this the original Star Wars is going into that of the four that I have to watch over and okay. over again. Okay. I approve. I approve. Okay. One, because I'm assuming that like this is like someone snapped their fingers and I can't watch four of these right. going forward. So it's right. going to cue my nostalgia for the other ones. That's I'm taking interpretation of the, the question. Um, yeah. So Star Wars is in there because of just the rewatch factor. You could watch that a bunch. And you'd which never really get which episode? Episode well, New Hope. So episode okay. three, okay, four, yeah, yeah. four, yeah. Okay. So that's that one's on there for me. That's my first yeah. one. What's y'all's first one? Mm-hmm. Okay, my. Do we want to go by first one, or you want to just give us all of yours? Okay, let's do first ones, and then we'll do the other three. Okay. Oh, fuck. Okay. So the first. This was really hard for me, y'all, because the first thing I did was look at my shelf and looked at the DVDs that I own because yep. that's a big. I don't own a lot of DVDs, but the ones I do own, I own them for a reason. And so the first one on my list, I think it's kind of obvious if you know me and it's interchangeable, either The Mummy or The Mummy Returns. It's Got one it. or the other. Got I can pick. It, it yep, doesn't really matter. Surprising. Both yep. are good for me. I, like yep. If I got to pick, I'll say The Original Mummy, knowing maybe what Doug said, knowing if the other one just disappears and I don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of like, I don't need context yeah. if I'm watching the first one to be like watching it for the first time all yep. the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's not surprising. There's another movie that I kind of expect to be in your four and I'd be surprised if it's not, but that one I'm not surprised by. That's a good one. Honestly, I surprised myself by what I did put in my four. So I might, I might surprise you. Yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, Brian? 
this is going to surprise some folks. Uh, but just to start us off, I'm going to put in Moulin Rouge. Uh-huh. Uh, Nicole Kidman and Ewan okay. McGregor. Okay. Uh, it's just, man, it's it's a spectacle. Like, it is a spectacle. And it it is... I don't know. I know you don't do musicals, Doug, but I, for me, it it is just like it, it integrates like this old timey feel with it. Like it's it's an enigma. The whole movie's <laughs> an enigma to me, and I just I would I would okay. probably continue to process it if it's the only one of the only movies I can watch the rest of my life. That musical is on the list of like five musicals that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sweet, I picked I picked it, one. You of them. It made it, it you made struck it, gold, Brian. <laughs> it made it onto my list of yeah. If you're gonna watch a musical, I'll watch this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so others for me, my other like remaining three, Ghostbusters has to be mm. on there. Uh, mm. Ghostbusters is pivotal for me. I just enjoy it so much. I can quote it all the time. It's one of those that like I could go back to over and over and over. So high rewatch factor for me yeah. with Ghostbusters. Um, and that's the reason why it's on my four. Uh, the third one that I had on there was the original Jurassic Park. Again, I think in terms of like rewatch factor, in terms of quotability, in terms of enjoyment, I could watch that one over and over and over again. And I think one of, I think a, one of the other ones I'm going to put in there that is maybe a little bit surprising is I'm going to go with Michael Keaton's Batman. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Here's the reason why I love one. I think that movie gets, I like that movie a lot Two, I like Batman in general and three that's just a good Batman story. Like if that were a comic book, it would be like a one-off where you were following just that. It's easy to pick up and take down. Like there's not a lot. I don't need to watch the others. The problem with some of like going to like the Christopher Nolan ones, or even most recently um, the, the, the one that most recently came out is I would feel like I was missing out by not being able to watch the others. So this Michael Keatman one, I could pick up and I don't feel like I have to go watch Batman returns or Batman. Batman Forever or Batman and Robin after I can just watch this and be like, you know what? This 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 scratched that Batman itch for me. So my remaining three are Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, and Michael Keaton's Batman. But if I had to okay. watch so rounding out my four movies that I have to watch that I could watch for the rest of my forever are uh Ghostbusters, Batman, um, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and what was the first one that I said? It just left my head. Uh, I literally episode, just new a new hope. Star Wars. A new hope. Yep, yeah, those are my four. Damn, Mark that's Brian. Fuck. Oof. That's a I, hard I, question. It's a hard question. It's a hard question on short notice, but that's okay. I like the urgency of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that you can't really think about it a lot. Like, I like just, it's challenge. like get in the lifeboat. Let's go. Yeah. Um, obviously, Star Wars Episode Four, 1977, original yeah. Star Wars for me. I, I mean, I, if you if you're a long time listener to the podcast, this makes sense. If you're new here. I like this movie. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, I, I think what's really hard is like, if I can only pick four, do I want like depth or breadth? Right. That's what's really hitting me right now. Um, so I, it's going to be, I, I don't know. This is going to be so funny. I, like, cause I've never talked about this movie, but I'm going to put in point break. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Okay. And Keanu Reeves, uh, Keanu Reeves playing the unhinged FBI agent, by the way. Um, And uh, I'm putting in Point Break because it like it encapsulates this like one piece of like, yeah, 
my childhood and like action movies and just like huh. how absurd it is. Just like, just yeah. it's out. Like it is just, it's very clearly a movie. Um, and I kind of like the ending. It's, it's ambiguous kind of. Um, and then lastly, I'm going to go, I'm going to go clue. Uh, because there's a, there's an emotional element to it. Um, there's folks in my family that really like clue, but also it can end three different ways. And I, I, I've rewatched this movie a lot. I still can't figure out exactly how those endings work. So it would at least keep my noggin turning. So for me, we're putting in star Wars, Moulin Rouge, point break and clue. Way to spread the gambit. I like that one for Brett. Way to spread it. Yeah. And I also think, Brian, to your point, I think this question changes is if it's a you need to pick four movies to say, like to put in a movie time capsule. They're not right. making anything else. Right. What do you save? Yeah. Like they're going to destroy oh, every other movie. Yeah. What four do you save? Oh, because wow. I, that would would change start, my answers I would change all I, my answers immediately. I would start thinking like, well, we need to teach some people some things. Like, so mm-hmm. do I add like Schindler's mm-hmm. list to that? Like, I, like there's, it just right. changes everything. So Marcus. God damn. Okay. Can I, I'm going to give you my full thought process a little bit. So stick do with it. me here for this quick. Do it. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six movies. Okay. okay that I went okay. through immediately. Just and this is just my immediate. I answered a question like this on Twitter of like, if you had five minutes and could only listen to five songs for the rest of your oh, life man. and had to only had five minutes to pick, which would they be? That was a very hard thing. Yeah. And as soon as I hit tweet, I regretted that immediately. Because <laughs> um, you was know like, what, I, I appreciate your candor because I oh, feel yeah. like a lot of people yeah. feel the same way. Oh, I God, would, that yeah, was so hard good. for me. Okay. So I'm going to start here. One movie that's got to stay for me, absolutely, is the original Superman movie. Okay, uh, yeah, I no was waiting there. for it. The, the original Superman movie has to stay because that is just so, uh, that's essential to who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Like, of all the remakes, of all the things, that movie has remained a classic. So, yeah, absolutely. Superman is staying. The original is staying in there. Yes. Here's where it gets a little, like, a little weird for me. Creed is staying for me. I, yeah. Creed, I, Creed I is and, and for, okay. So here was my question, right? My question was: these four movies that I got, do I know that the sequels exist, or is oh. it just I can only watch these movies? So, because that would also change my answer. I can watch Creed one because I didn't think they would do a Creed two, but <laughs> for my other option, one of the ones I considered was Revenge of the Sith. Can I watch Revenge of the hmm. Sith? Yeah. Good question. And like, do I know that the other movies oh. existed? I so, mean, I would assume, but I would assume I, too. I get where you're going with this. Yeah. So, so it's a little hard for me. Like, I can watch Revenge of the Sith by itself solo, <sighs> and I'm kind of good, and I'm okay, and I can rewatch that whole thing. Okay, so let me come back. I'm so nervous, y'all. I'm so nervous. I can't. <laughs> it's take, not I really a decision I like this. Me. I know. Okay, so first one is Superman. Second okay. one is Creed. Now, here's where it kind of get down. I had the A team on my list. Okay. Okay, I love the movie The A Team. Okay, uh, like, I have uh, like the Liam, the, the Liam Neeson A Team, the, Le- the Liam Neeson, the Liam Neeson I version am, of the A Team. I am A-team. surprised. Okay, I am also surprised, excited, I, you, but surprised. It's 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 a it's to me it's a good movie. Wild Wild West is on my list, of course. This is, yep, the other one. Yep, and Men in Black is on my list. Okay, okay. So here's here's what I'm gonna do. All right, first movie I'm keeping The Mummy. Okay, okay. Yep. Second That's solid. Movie I'm keeping Creed. Yeah. Okay? Third movie I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep Men in Black. Okay. And okay. I'm gonna go Superman. 
Okay. I, that's, that's a solid a good, list. I think I'm going to go Superman. That's a I great love list. Star Wars so much. I don't think that I could just do an individual episode. See, that's, that's the thing is like, I have never watched Revenge of the Sith and then been like, all right, that's it. Like, right. I always watch either Rogue <laughs> right. One or Episode Four, like the next night. It's the yeah. same thing with uh, Avengers. Like, if I watch Infinity War, yeah. it's, it's, it, yeah. we're doing Endgame. Like, there's no option. We have to yeah, watch I have it. To. Same, I thought about I, Iron Man One is one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Iron Man Two is also one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. I just don't know if I could watch one. Every time I watch one, I have to watch the other, but I don't get it the other way where I'm like, I want to watch Iron Man 2 and now I got to watch Iron Man 3. Like, I don't get that feeling. I always go just one and two. <laughs> I, Iron Man 2 is just kind of like this Thanksgiving feast of just oh, comic really book is. stuff. And at the end of it, you're just kind of like, I need to go for a walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the, I, I get me, it. That was the first Marvel movie that had Easter eggs and it was everything oh, yeah. that you could fucking imagine. Yeah. It was, it was, oh my, it was literally. Yeah. Steeped in Easter eggs. Yeah. So, well, thank you for indulging me and thank yeah. you to the uh, Patreon question. folks for submitting this question. Yeah. Thank uh, you for uh, that we'll question. Again. We'll do this again. Um, do that was that a good question. Again. That was hard. Hopefully it's a little bit easier next time. Like, you know, I don't even think I could come up with an easier question. But Would hopefully you pick, a it's a pick your nose. Right. Yeah. Pick, exactly. Um, <laughs> but ask we also, we need, yeah, ask us anything, uh, no, dot, 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 within reason. Yeah. Uh, we just start also, OnlyFans. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it, Absolutely. Starting on OnlyFans, for sure. If I've thought of, I mean, you can't sit there and tell me that you look at those numbers coming into people's bank's account and you don't go, oh. Huh. I could do it. I, the first thought, the first thing that comes to my head, I could do that shit for sure. I could do that for I sure. I could do that. I could do that. What if we? St- it's, it could just be like an like a you know for for all the nerds out there. It's like mm-hmm. you reading a comic book, but you're like an issues covering your privates, and you're holding one up reading it. Like that's it writes itself. It's easy. I'm not. No, that's Freaky. not for me. Yeah. That's all stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? Price it, price it to sell. Five bucks. Yeah. Go for volume. Going for volume. No PPV. Um, uh, I've I've gone down a rabbit hole here that I regret. Uh, let's pivot on over to DC, everybody. So last week on Tuesday, the thirty first, uh, James Gunn made his big announcement of what the next oh ten years of DC movies Chapter, and TV yeah. shows will look like. Um, and so I'm going to run everything down. And then we'll talk about what we're excited about. So I'm going to start with movies and then we'll get into shows after that. So the first one and the only one with the release date. Wait, 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 wait. Can we back up a little bit? Because I want to give a little context. Okay. So James Gunn, we knew Mm -hmm. this was coming, right? So he would do all his announcements and he was debunking rumors and everything. And so he is calling his... As the MCU calls their movies phases, like phase one, phase two, phase three, he is calling his chapters, and this chapter is apparently called Gods and Monsters. Yep. Um, Yep. Good. That's good context. Appreciate that. Um, So here's what we got, and this is the only one with like a solid release date of July 11th, 2025, and it is Superman Legacy. This one is going to be written and more than likely directed by James Mm -hmm. Gunn, would be my guess. Um, it's going to the brief synopsis that was kind of provided is it will follow Kal-El as he reconciles his extraterrestrial origin with his human family and upbringing. Um, 
Henry Cavill's not coming back. So there you have it. Yeah, that's it. He said said specifically Henry Cavill did not fit his version of Superman. Mm-hmm. So I'll be kind of curious to see what version we get. So oh, I could tell you which kind of version we get. He was the Henry Cavill was way too gritty because he said the story will explore Superman and his kindness. Got it. Um, so yeah, got it. And I'll post a link in the show notes for those who are curious. Like, where am I getting this from? Like, I'll post my resources in the show notes. So check that out uh, if you're listening. Um, the next one that was announced, but again, this is no release date, is the Authority. And so this was a 1999 comic book series uh, published under sort of like, so back in the 90s, Marvel and DC both had like friend, like basically subsidiaries, for lack of a better word, of comic book publishers. Um, And Wildstorm was one of them. And so this was a 1999 comic book series that was printed by Wildstorm Comics. And the authority is a group of seven heroes with high concept superpowers so for example jack hawksmore is a psych psychologically bonded to cities drawing his strength from different cities don't okay i don't, I don't know more okay. than that i dig um it. it will be the first appearance of wild sword canon in the dc universe the next one to get excited about, and again, we can take that or leave that. That sounds very like Guardians of the Galaxy to me. If I was looking for a similar, sure. yeah, probably. Uh, the next one is the Brave and the Bold. The Brave yeah. and the Bold is going to be a Batman and Robin series, but it's going to be very specific because it's going to be Damian Wayne as Robin. So yeah. we are getting a Damian Wayne Robin. No, according to what we've heard is, according to the DC Studios news release, it's going to be exploring the Grant Morrison comic book series, which I am totally fine with. Yeah, that is yeah. absolutely fine. That is peak peak uh, uh, Batman writing there. So um, after that, we get Supergirl, Wo- Woman of Tomorrow. Um, it says that this one's going to be based on Tom King's award woman comic story presents a Supergirl viewers are not used to seeing. Um, and so the only theatrical- trauma. Yeah, exactly. So there's some other pieces to it. Mm-hmm. And then the last movie that we are going to get and coming seemingly out of entirety of right field swamp thing. <laughs> now, not, not really, but yeah, it, it is to me. Not is really, a- but yeah. It's weird. Here's the reason why I think it's weird is there are so many other like dark Justice League characters right. that you could do that like the fans are excited about. Like you could do another Constantine movie and people would be fine with that. You know what I mean? But instead you're like, nope, you know what they need? Swamp yep. thing. Like that's yep. just such a it's it's a weird route to go. When are, when are we when are we making comments? Because I got things. Let's I do let's let's do move let's do comments on movies. Okay. Let's let's back up a little Please. bit. Let's back up because I want to give some more context here, right? Please. And so the the authority, I absolutely agree with Superman. I get what they're trying to do with Superman. He wants to go more lighthearted, kind, mm-hmm. hopeful Superman. Okay, sure. Because that's what James Gunn has talked about in the interviews. That's what he has talked about when he mentioned Superman, that that's what he remembers going to Comic-Con and his dad reading a Superman comic. That's the feeling that he gave. I'm all on board. Superman Legacy, you start here. It's not an origin movie. I get it's another Superman. They're probably, I heard he's supposed to be like 25. Okay, so this Superman is going to be significantly younger, right? So you're Mm going to, they're going to build with him for a while. I'm assuming that's the thought. The Authority, I personally don't know much. Nothing. About the authority. 
But I like that because it gives you new characters to kind of explore. It gives you kind of like the suicide squad, James. If I'm because here's what I'm taking into consideration, right? James Gunn's personality and style when he picks right. his people. So for me, the authority is like, yes, he did it with Guardians of the Galaxy. Then he did it with uh, the Suicide Squad, putting together these uncanny characters. He did it with Peacemaker and then kind of making it what he wants it to be yep. um, from there. Right. You fall in love with these characters and either they live and they or they evolve or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's a one off. And keep in mind, the same people that will be voicing the characters um, in the series will right. also play the characters in real life, according to James Gunn. So right. you got to keep that in mind, too, when he mm-hmm. talked about that connected universe. The Brave and the Bold. I like this. OK, mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. I like that we're skipping right to Damian Wayne, because I feel like Damian Wayne is the Robin that a lot of bat- newer Batman fans like Batman yep. and Robin fans are more yep. used to. Dame- like, I feel like there are like Batman and Nightwing, Batman, the original Robin Nightwing. Like mm-hmm. Batman and Damian Wayne is better. But I really like this because he says the other Bat characters would appear in this movie. Right. And I'm assuming that means we'll get a Nightwing. We don't have to wait to get like the build up to right that Nightwing character. Right. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I like that because of the premise of like, okay, the this Woman of Tomorrow that we're going to get, Supergirl, has trauma because she watched her whole world die mm-hmm. while she was on Krypton. Right. I don't. Not not that I'm like a glutton for like sad sadness. What do they call that? <laughs> yeah. Sadness porn make or like whatever. Make, a, they, make him suffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not like Doug when he said he likes to watch his love stories suffer in his love yeah. story. Thank you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But I do like this premise. <laughs> I do like this premise. And then Swamp Thing. Let me defend Swamp Thing real quick. Swamp Thing is so unique, but I think that he's a good character because you can have him pop up anywhere and he's so connected because he's connected to the earth and the way that he's written in the comics and sometimes the way that you see him in the cartoons swamp thing doesn't pick a side he is very neutral but if no, it comes def- to like attacking his sole purpose the earth, is to defend the earth that's like, his that's whole it. purpose and i feel like right. he can do so much with sure mm-hmm. in this world sure so that's kind of where i'm at yeah uh, and here's the thing of those five movies that have that are announced mm-hmm. for me it's batman then swamp thing like one two and it's because i'm a glutton for weird like i will <laughs> i will sit through like weird shit i think mm-hmm. i say it's odd and it's out of right fear uh, out yeah. of right field because of what i know because of all the other like context with dc films and shit so far right you cancel a batgirl movie that was all that was done like you just say, like we're not going to put it I out, it. and it. yet, the, hey, James Gunn, you want to do Swamp Thing? Go for it. It's just that those are the same studio made that decision, and it just seems yeah. odd. It just seems Say, odd. not it's not the same. Oh, fuck! I, here we are again. Me being the goddamn DC defender. defender. But okay, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's keep moving. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Okay, Brian, thoughts on the movie slate? I yeah. I, I think it's good. I, I, <laughs> it actually feels like there is a vision now rather That's than true. just like wait and see how the movie does. And they're like, oh, oh, you like you liked Superman? How about do you do you like Batman and <laughs> Superman? Like that's what the strategy felt like mm-hmm. like six, seven years ago. This actually feels like we have a story to tell yeah. and there are 10 different mediums to get us or 10 different stories to get us there. Here are the five movies here are the five TV shows and it's all going to, it's all going to relate to each other. And I appreciate at least the transparency and the initiative because Mm -hmm. this is really bold. Like, I'm not going to say it's more 
bold than Marvel, but I think it's bold in the fact that it's it's built out this far and it's bold in the fact that they know they have so much ground to make up. Yeah, like they, they know that DC has just kind of just been aimlessly wandering following the next big thing or mm-hmm. what they think is going to be the next big thing. So this at least tells me they at least have confidence in the stories in their stable and DC has amazing stories. They have as good of stories as Marvel but the way they have been delivered have been through the lens of like a corporate executive being like, how much money can we make? And not actually from a storyteller. Yeah. And yeah. James Gunn is a storyteller. So I, I feel confident in this. I think it's bold and I'm not, I, I don't keep saying that because of the brave and the bold, but that's a nice connection. So I'm optimistic. Like this is the first time I felt optimistic for anything DC yeah. in a long time. And I think that there's some really cool ideas taking place here. I don't think all of them are like slam dunks for me. Um, I'm really curious about Paradise Lost, which is essentially a Game of Thrones style drama set on Themyscira, Themyscira. Wonder Woman's birthplace. And it's a prequel to Wonder Woman. I'm not saying there sure. isn't a good story to be told there, I just, I can't imagine it. And maybe that's my own creativity limiting me. I just wonder like how, what's the game plan there? That has my curiosity, but it's really hard for me to see like the full vision from that. Um, And it also makes me wonder like, where is a Gal Gadot Wonder Woman movie? Like that's immediately what I go to. Uh, So who knows? Maybe Paradise Lost is going to be a new Game of Thrones. I think that'd be rad as hell. I just, it's very hard for me to see it from this purge. Yeah. Well, you transitioned us really well, Brian, into TV shows. So let's talk about TV shows. So here's the slate of things that they announced as far as what will be on the TV side of this world. Um, And that is the first one is Creature Commandos. Um, And it is centering around Amanda Waller. And she forms another team out of monstrous prisoners. And it's a and it's a it's an animated series. It's the only animated animated series animated series. I do yeah. not have that, but yes, that is, I would, yeah, I would go so with what Marcus is saying. This is, uh, and I don't think a lot of people realize that when they did the announcements, because they were putting out graphics with this stuff, they actually put out a graphic with this mm. um, announcement. And this is why oh, yeah, they when, did. I, when we mentioned like who, whoever is set to appear is like elsewhere in live action will be portrayed by the voice actor. So whoever yeah. plays Rick Flagg senior mm. is going to play the person in the actual movie. Okay. Yeah. So then, so that'll be an animated one. Then if you didn't get enough Amanda Waller in Creature Commandos, you're going to get more Amanda Waller yep, in her show sure called are. Waller, which he will got. be which will basically follow around Team Peacemaker. Um, and they've only really announced some folks as Watchmen's Crystal Henry and Supernatural's Jenny, Jeremy Carver are slated to write. Um, Viola Davis is uh, like set to reprise her role as Amanda Waller. Amazing. This takes place between Peacemaker season one and two. That's the vibe that I've gotten from the annou- various announcements that I've read is that this is going to follow. Like, if you were worried that Peacemaker two wasn't going to happen right away, it's like mm-hmm. watch Waller and that'll set right. up Peacemaker two for the most part. Um, from there, Booster Gold is the next announced series. So <laughs> perfect. Um, I think that's perfect. That is, I think, I think that'll great. be fun. That'll be fine. Um, Lanterns. This oh we got to talk about lanterns. So they're going to do a Green Lantern core movie, and it is essentially, for lack of a better phrase, it is Hal Jordan and John Stewart as space cops. Buddy and cop. that's essentially fine with me. Didn't we call that? Fine. I feel like we called that 
right? Yes. I feel yeah. like Brian did like a yeah. way, yeah. way back. Brian did. Yeah. And he was like, I, I'd cop. be here for that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brian touched on um, Paradise Lost. So wait, can we go back to lanterns and the vibe that it's supposed to be set in? Yeah. The the vibe of the show is supposed to be set in. Oh, what is that detective? True detective. True detective. detective. Oh Christ. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah. (laughs) So it's him. It's a buddy cop movie. It's a buddy team up movie, whatever you want to call it, but set in the tone of, so what I liked about this with like James Gunn announcing this stuff was giving kind of some context into what, to mm-hmm. expect of like what the vibe is you know yeah. what i mean for some of this right. stuff so I, and i, I didn't like watch the announcement i only read about it so yeah. i never got some of the nuance that he said i only got like what the you know folks reporting pulled from it so it's mm-hmm. possible i missed some of that but it's i that's i'm that'd be okay that's yeah. fine that's really interesting yeah. to see how they're going to do that and much respect to 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 viola davis the newest egot winner like yeah we knew Cheers we kind of called viola that davis. too right like we called that that if yeah. anybody was gonna stay it was gonna be in Viola this DC universe, it was gonna be Viola Davis. I, yeah. Honestly, of the people that you could have selected to stay, like like we want her. We want yeah. it's like yeah. her and Gal Gadot. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, her like, Gal Gadot and Weasel of like those are the only <laughs> people that are, yeah. are returning. Yeah. Like, which is so crazy to me. We we yeah. dabbled in the Margot Robbie, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah. of course you want Viola Davis yeah. on your on your side with all this stuff. So I'm happy she's along for the ride. Here, I, here's I like Booster Gold too. Here, Booster Gold's exciting. It's I fun. hope with Paradise Lost, I really hope Stephanie Williams gets her bag and gets to write mm. a little bit for uh, Nubia because remember, Ooh. Nubia is the longest, longest serving guardian of Hell's Door on Themyscira. There is no way you okay. could do a Paradise Lost show about Themyscira and the politics mm. around it without having her in there in some way, shape, or form. That would be so cool. I, okay. as someone who is okay. a big fan of Nubia, <laughs> would lose my shit if that was written oh out of Oh, my God. Okay, now you yeah. have, like, conceptually, I get it now. Yeah. Like, that well, and would be Brian, some good stuff. And the other thing to keep in mind is Damn. the politics around this is all, and really, Stephanie's comic book run does a great job of diving yes. into the politics side yes. of things. <laughs> like, not that this is like a stephanie williams no it is it is it is is. go read stephanie williams work nubia queen of the Um, amazons but it it centers around this like political discourse of like this group of new like themiscurians wants this person to be in charge this person wants a different one they all have justified reasons and then given that they're all themiscurians it's like well the only way to settle this is trial by combat (laughs) uh and then we'll hug it out after that's pretty much how it works so um but that's the run of shows and run of movies. Gentlemen, any thoughts on run of shows, run of movies? Yeah. Okay. First, I'm okay. I like this. I'm going to say that first. And okay. was wrong. You know, we hop we on the podcast quick to, I, you know, we I, were. I'll be the first to admit players fuck up too. All right. So we, we, we call some stuff and it was wrong. That's cool. Here's something, my immediate notes. I enjoy the fact that we're getting a Superman and a Batman and a Supergirl movie. Mm-hmm. in the first chapter that's mm-hmm. not something i thought would happen those Mm-mm. three big do they interact with each other i don't really need that right now you know what i mean do they know they each other exist i don't really need that right now but i'm assuming here's one of my here's two of my concerns superman legacy kicking things off because to me that's a tester movie for your entire dc run yeah it, it yeah should you start 
I don't know if it's starting with this because nothing else has a release date. But if it's in the yeah. order of what he said, mm-hmm. this is the first movie on the slate. And that makes me nervous, if I'm just being honest. It's a lot of pressure on Superman again to have yeah. to solve all of everybody's problems. Because if you don't well, if you don't get him right in any sense, right? If the tone mm-hmm. ain't right, if the person ain't right, if the suit ain't right, it kind of can spell disaster yeah. for the everything else. The only other thing that I'm confused about, not really concerned, but confused about, is aging. If Superman Legacy, like, is this a lot of time hopping? Because if I'm looking at... Paradise Lost, Wonder Woman isn't born yet, Superman Legacy, Superman is 25, Brave and the Bold, Batman has a kid. Where are we at exactly time-wise? Like, is it a lot of just time hopping all over the place? And Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, is that in the future? Is that... You see what I'm saying? Like, that's the only I mean, I have no idea. Like, I mean, I read Final Crisis, and I think time is a construct when it comes to DC projects. Like, it just (laughs) just doesn't fucking matter. Like, they can, like, yeah, this person's here. He crossed over. Now they're together. Get over it. Hope you enjoy it. Like, here's if they're doing what I think they're doing, Mm. I really feel like what they're trying to do is get past a lot of this origin story stuff and a lot of like the basic story stuff. One, some of those stories have already been told. You can't go yeah, back to that well again. Two, I think they're trying to differentiate themselves from Marvel here too, because with Marvel, it has been very, to me, it has been very procedural of how we have got to the point that we have. Like we're kind of just moving through it in a linear fashion. And I feel like they have an opportunity here to be like, it doesn't matter when this story takes place. If it's a good story, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So like okay. I could see them being like, nah, this is, this is like a Batman who has a kid. He's older and whatever. Like we're going to jump around now. Here's the Matt Reeves, Batman solving crime. This guy's the crime guy. Uh, we're going to jump again. Hey, here's booster mm-hmm. gold. Who knows what time period he's in? Cause he's a time traveler, whatever. Right. Um, and I feel like you could do some fun things of how those folks intersect and how that story links up. I think there's some really cool stuff there, whether it's background Easter eggs or, you know, saying the brave and the bold is like, that's weird. There was like a, a flash of light. And then in booster gold, you find out like, Oh, booster gold was like right behind him in this sequence. Like now mm. more stuff makes sense. Like, yeah. I feel like you could do stuff like that. And I feel like audiences would be more open to it because if you want the procedural linear stuff, you just go to phase one Marvel and work your way to the end. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah. I feel like is going for something different. I think the other thing that's a good point that you bring up, Brian, is that people like to do the Easter egg dive. Like if you're, if you're trying to build in like rewatchability, right. diving into Easter eggs and giving, and that's again, that's Marvel. Marvel kind of did that where they were like, well, did you catch, if you want to watch them now here, we released them in this order. Yeah. You should watch them now in this Mm -hmm. order. Like there is a, like, so it could be that that's the strategy. They go with it and they're, they're going to borrow that concept a little bit. But I do think there's something to be said of like, go back and watch it. Like go back and watch all of booster gold. Now that, you know, Supergirl's about to come out because there's going right. to be some other pieces here that come through that are really interesting. So I do yeah. think there's something to that. I got one more thing, one more piece okay. of context I do want it. to provide. Okay. And so he, we... he also talked about, yeah. James Gunn also talked about some of the pre movies that are happening beforehand. So Flash, obviously, you'll have Aquaman. Okay. And he, it's, yep. he announced that uh, Jason Momoa is not playing two characters. So he's going to have to pick if he's Lobo <laughs> or What a Aquaman. weird thing to clarify. Very strange announcement. Just like, hey, hey, y'all, he can't play two people. Um, 
And then the other thing was the Flash movie is going to be the restart. Well, then you'll yep. have Shazam, right? Then the Flash movie will be the restart. We knew that. But then the other thing that was kind of interesting to me was Blue Beetle is not connected to this new universe. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything else, like Matt Reeves, Batman, Joker, and there was one other movie. Those are all considered Elseworld. Pro- yeah. they, they call those yeah. Elseworld projects. So not connected directly, but they're part of this quote unquote multiverse. Yep. Yeah. So, Which I'm fine with. That's totally fine. That's all good with me. That's all. I got to be the skeptic because I got my hopes up. Fool me one time. Shame on you. I- well, and you can go back to the other pods that we've talked about, even the Matt, like our Batman review. I'm really supportive of Elseworlds and mm-hmm. what if stories because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. not everything needs to fit into this nice, neat timeline. Like, again, if you have a good story, like, tell that story. So, 100%. And I, and I think one of the things James Gunn said is, like, we will clearly label what is what, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like the bare minimum, but the last regime did not do that. It was like, oh, here's didn't. Joker. Who knows where it is in the universe? Maybe, you, maybe not. You let yourself decide if right. it should be a part of it or not. And right. Like, that's like, not how this works. That's not how folks, that's like, if that's it's an Elseworlds tale, just tell oh, them and the yeah, audience right. will be smart enough to understand. I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm absolutely for that too. And I'm also here for labeling. Like labeling is really important. I think it helps your audience yeah. trust you. I think it shows that they want their audience to trust them. And they say, like, we're you don't need to worry. You don't need to have any anxiety about it. Like, we're right. Gonna, we're going to label it so that way you can trust us that if you want to stay up to date on the connected stuff, you'll know how. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is fair. So. I agree. Anything else about uh, DC announcements? I'm watching y'all. I, I, I'm just very I don't know. I'm very curious what they're going to do with Aquaman. I feel like if it makes gangbusters money again, they're going to they're going to do a third movie. And I feel like if it doesn't, they're going to be like, anyway, so. Jason Momoa is now Lobo. Like that's that's part of like, I I don't know. Maybe that's way out there. But yeah, very I think this one I think this one could go good. It could go great. They make a shit ton of money. Right. And then they move on. Because I think yeah. they're just ready to just be done with all this. Yeah, shit. Th- I mean, this entire slate is very much like we're done. Like, yeah, we're done yeah. doing the old stuff. It, it ain't working. Yeah. I also yeah. I do want to say it's just so nice to see the lanterns. Like as yeah. a Green Lantern fan, it's just nice that after Ryan Reynolds took his turn, and then I guess DC decided that no more Never Green again. Lanterns <laughs> ever no again lanterns. in this, in cinema. So it's been. <laughs> 13 years <laughs> that's ridiculous we, though like, yeah. that's ridiculous. It, like since yeah. the big screen picture of green lantern so i'm really happy it's going to get hbo max treatment i'm really happy they're going to take a serious note of it there's so many good things in green lantern and all the other adjacent stories so i'm happy to see that yeah who knew that that quote from steppenwolf in uh in, in <laughs> Zack snyder's justice league where he goes no lanterns no protectors <laughs> that wasn't a quote from steppenwolf that was from a board meeting that was from walter hamada yeah yep. walter hamada where he was like no lanterns no, no protectors. hey i got a green uh, lantern idea walter no lanterns. did that ryan reynolds movie still get made it yeah. did no green lanterns yeah no no no, no <laughs> lanterns um gentlemen we had chatted this is great i love this This is fantastic uh i do want us to do just a quick touch base on last of us see uh, episodes three and four uh we don't have to do like a deep deep dive but just around the horn quick impressions on episode three and four things that stood out that you were excited about 
three was very emotional for me. Three Holy was like, shit. Three was so three pulled on so many heartstrings. I'm really enjoying the adaptation part of mm-hmm. a show game editing mm-hmm. adaptation, right? Because you could change some things. The way that they told the story, oh my god, what is their names? I'm forgetting. I'm Frank forgetting. and Bill. Frank and Bill, right? They the way that they told this story, I didn't know. So I didn't watch the episode till uh day before yesterday, and people yeah. were talking about it, and I was kind of like. I wonder right. how there is this an entire episode just like separate from the Joel storyline? Like, yeah. how does this work? I wasn't mm-hmm. really sure. And the way that they executed it, man, like if you hated on this episode strictly because somebody was gay in it, or like you couldn't take that or you were squeamish, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because this that's shame movie, on you. like and if that's the reason, like I understand. Listen, believe what you want to believe. But if you don't even give something a chance, right, then you are missing out on like when they ate that strawberry in the field, that was just like such a like high, like a powerful moment. You know what I mean? Like the color contrast of the strawberry to the background. Great episode. I really liked episode um, four, which I finished today because Mm -hmm. for me, it propelled the relationship of Joel and Ellie forward. Yes. The team that we know. Mm-hmm. And introduce yeah. some new characters. So I, I really like three was my favorite out of the two, but I like four because now it's like pushing what we know forward. Yeah. It was nice yeah. to see Joel's wall come down yeah. a little bit more because mm-hmm. I feel like, again, I'm here for people suffering. And that means that there's it, the closer they get, the more <laughs> we are to a heart wrenching episode for some reason or other at the end of this. Like, oh my gosh! If if he was still standoffish, there's no growth. Like there's no, there's no like she's a placeholder for his daughter. Like they need they needed that in order for this to keep working moving forward. So I'm very excited for for what's what's coming. I'm very yeah. excited for what's I, coming. And I have no new words based on what what Marcus said about episode three. Ho- holy shit. I didn't expect to, <laughs> I, I didn't expect a game about uh, fungus fungus zombies to make me weep at mm-hmm. the relationship that these two men had on screen and what a fantastic story and sh- shame on you if you're for shame on you for two things. One, if you're like, that's not true to the story that never happened in the video game, get fucked. Like it's, it doesn't matter. It was awesome Two. Like, don't don't come at me with this like, oh, we can't see like a relationship like that in 2023. Go go back to 1955 where you'll live pretty well because this is ridiculous. <laughs> and and it did happen in the game. So everybody shut the right. fuck up. Right. Like, like yeah. 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 That I mean, that's the funny thing about this is like and I feel like this discourse happens with every adaptation of just every like single. Actually, like that that happened. Like it's it has nothing to you do didn't with see it, but being an adaptation. Like it that's that's the story, mm-hmm. and it's a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I feel like uh, the, episode four is is good. At, you're starting to build that relationship. Um, but I, I mean, how, how can we not keep talking about episode three? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, and I think one of the things here when we're talking about storytelling and diving into it and what's so good about it is like. There's no fungus monsters in no. episode three. Nope. And no, good point. That, hmm. that was awesome to me. I feel like because the show keeps you on edge and, the, and, and it differentiates itself from Walking Dead immediately, which was uh-huh. the immediate comparison when people started talking about this show. And when people were like, well, isn't this just Walking Dead? Like, should I it watch it? Not. And I'm like, 
The Last of Us takes the concept of Walking Dead and puts so much humanity in it that it hurts. And I feel like that is exactly what episode three does. And the other thing about it from a pacing standpoint is that when you have The Walking Dead and you're expecting zombies every single episode, then you know what to expect Mm -hmm. every single time. And the thing about this world that they're building in The Last of Us is that there can be these moments of beauty and there can be these moments that you cherish right alongside all of the terrible horrors that are just beyond the gate. And like that, that combination of feelings and environments is what the last of us excels in, in my opinion. Um, You can be petting a giraffe on one hand and then you turn the corner and there's a bunch of bandits that just want to eat you. The last of us, everybody. So, you know, it's, I, I think it excels in that. I think that's the other thing that I think the story in the show has done particularly well is to your point, Brian, is that like, this is, it talks about the failings of us as a humanity, as a, as a civilization Mm -hmm. where we fell short. I mean, even in the beginning of episode two, where you check in with the woman who goes to the hospital, she's like, I suggest you just bomb this. And I'd like to go spend time with my family. That's all humanity. That's all like someone sees no other solution than Mm -hmm. to just scorch the earth. Like and and knowing the weight that comes along with that, and right. even in and of itself, knowing that that's not enough, that she wants to go be with her family because she knows that's not going to fix it. Like there's there's right. this is steeped in the zombies of this, for lack of a better phrase, the zombies in this are going to be such a like Plan B storyline yeah. to the intricacies of what happens when all civilization falls out and right. different things try to take the place of what was once there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Four, four, episode four d- d- just covered a lot of ground just in growth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like you see Ellie shoot somebody for the first time and you see Joel you know, actually being aggressive in front of her and like she gets to see these moments and gets to see when she asks him the question in the stairwell of like did you kill innocent people? And mm-hmm. he can't answer that question. And to me, I'm kind of like, no, you know, Joel is the good guy. But like, if you really look at it, really look at it, everybody's a survivor. And yeah. it's like, oh, there yeah. isn't really like a good or a bad. It's kind of like even this new character that they introduced, like that are supposed to be, I guess, equivalent to the hunters in the game. Like yeah. this new character that they that they introduced, I think her name is Catherine. She mm-hmm. was relentless, but she sounds so sweet. And she has she's looking for whoever the fuck Henry. You know, she's yep. looking for Henry yeah. and all of this other stuff. And there is no good or bad. It's just a, even when the kid is on the ground, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like my mom lives up the street. Like if you just, you know, let me go. Like I mm-hmm. promise I could do that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what makes this a like a different type of show. And this is the worst kind of ass whooping that you can get as a TV show, like a fan, right? Knowing exactly what's coming, like yeah. you know, like if mm-hmm. you've played the game before or, or whatever, any type of context, if you know what's coming, the ending of episode four, I have no idea if they are going to like do an adaptation of what's in the game or if they're going to follow it directly. But good Lord, from on I- high. I, I knowing part one and part two, I, I am simply not prepared for how people will take the finale of this show. I take it back. I think I know how most people are going to take the finale of the show. I think it's the second season and that's like still a ways off, but it goes exactly to your point, Marcus. This is a story about survivors and not necessarily like. Again, not to like bash Walking Dead, but like in Walking Dead, it was like, yeah, Daryl and Rick the cop 
and these guys like they're good and yeah. like in last of us it's just like i just want to live to see the next day you know and like yeah. it actually dives into that and so oh my gosh like season two yeah all of that so i'm just really happy this story i'm just happy people have responded to it well i i'm still shocked that that people have taken to it this much that it is as popular as it is i am really surprised i will say this i have a feeling that i'm going to end up coming back on this podcast doing something like this so something really not chill happened last yeah. week and i don't know how to talk about it because i know i'm big on i'm big on like suffering and anguish but i have a feeling i'm gonna get to this moment oh dog like, this show uh, is the this dog i'll tell you they that. wrote this game yeah man i cannot wait to talk to you in four weeks i cannot cannot i'm very excited how many episodes is this season i think it's eight i think eight fuck me man that's gonna be tough halfway halfway yeah well speaking of the end of the world we (laughs) did see a movie that kind of dealt with the end of the world we saw m night Shyamalan's knock at the cabin Uh, so this is your last warning that if you wanted to hang out there's a beautiful image courtesy of wherever marcus got this from um (laughs) al gore's internet yes al gore's al gore's google um if you (laughs) if you're waiting to see this movie in theaters or you don't want us to spoil it put a pin in it come back later we'll have the uh the all the deets you need in the episode description but marcus care to give us your barbershop summary for not oh my gosh okay yeah for sure yeah so what had happened was you got the somebody got to help me with names here so what had happened was okay i got you you you, they kick us off in the woods all right we in the woods and and there's this beautiful little girl and she is collecting caterpillars her name is when okay when is outside playing at this cabin all right a cabin that is in the woods okay and so like they they go she playing and there's this big this huge giant motherfucker of a man that walks up to her with a tight white shirt and glasses. Okay. And his name is Leonard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And Leonard walks up to Win and he says, what are you doing? And he starts asking all these creepy ass questions and shit like that. And she gives all the details away and she does not follow the stranger danger rule at all. But anyway, Win says, I got two daddies. Okay, cool. So then, you know, when daddy, Andrew and daddy, Eric, 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 what? Eric. Yep. Oh, sorry. My Google. Daddy Andrew, Derek. Daddy Andrew and Daddy Eric. All right. So she tells him, "Yeah, I got two daddies." And he said, oh, "Okay, that's cool. Well, when we gonna have to come in the house? So when we get to knocking, you gotta open up the damn door. If they don't open up the door, we are gonna have to find another way in. So remind me, tell your daddies that when you go in. So she's screaming and all this other shit. She tried to tell the dads. The dads don't listen. They adopted Win. Okay. So they are. That's it's it's not really essential to the story, but it like you should know that. I guess. Okay. I don't I don't know. I couldn't really place it. She had a so, cleft palate. She does have a she does right. She had to have surgeries and all that other stuff. Once again, they give the backstory, no clue if it really tied to anything else in the, in the rest of the story. So boom, yeah. they go in the cabin, they get the knocking and banging on the door. They got these weapons in their hands. All right. They like they ask it nicely, like, hey, listen, you gotta let us in. We need to have a conversation. If you don't let us in, is you like, we don't want to have to do that. Okay. Like we just come on, we just need to talk to y'all. So boom, they they try to fight them out and try to keep them out. Eventually they get inside. They then have this conversation and they telling them, like, yo. 
we need to get this going. One guy hits his, one of the daddy, Eric, I believe hits his head on the floor. Okay. And then daddy Andrews is trying to fight back and then they tied to a chair and they telling them like, listen, we are the four horsemen. All right. And as a four horsemen, y'all got to make a decision as a family. Two of y'all got to decide who going to die, who going to be the sacrificial lamb so that the world, the rest of the world live. It's either y'all make a decision or every time y'all say no, we're going to release a plague. All right. And and by the time we get done with the four of us, the world will forever burn three times over and y'all got to walk the world and like remember that and you will live longer than everybody else or y'all kill somebody and make the decision and the world lives on forever. So you basically follow this entire movie of them trying to make this decision and, and see like what happens yeah that's uh without giving too much away yeah, that's uh that's, that's pretty much it uh yeah. let's run down cast shall we yeah let's do it um yeah. dave batista plays the batista. biggest man on the face of the planet leonard <laughs> um jonathan goth play groff plays eric rupert grint plays redmond nikki amuka bird plays sabrina ben aldridge plays daddy andrew abe abby quinn plays adrian and Kristen. Chewy plays when uh so those are the main leads because to be honest with you everybody else in this is sort of like a side character where they do some of these dives into <laughs> like different pieces yeah. so for the most part that's your cast um in terms of box office let's run that down quick let's do it um it made over out of it played in 3643 theaters it made 14.2 million dollars males dominated the audience uh 60% of ticket buyers were between the ages of 18 and 24 uh so all in all it did really really good um at the box office so uh good for them it That's is based on a thing fact it's based on a book called a cabin mm-hmm. at the end of the world i'm going to share some details about a cabin at the end of the world because i did some digging on it uh a little bit later but gentlemen yep. thoughts on knock at the cabin i liked it i thought it was good let me start i thought it was great i thought it was good not great i thought it was good it was certainly an entertaining movie um yes. I thought the cast was awesome i think dave batista definitely cements himself as one of those oh uh the he best ran away with it he's an awesome actor like he's he's got the chops for the most part uh so yeah i i enjoyed this i thought it was a fun movie and definitely got me thinking a little bit more it does make you think, right? I think yeah. it's one of those M Night Shyamalan like scenarios where it's like, mm-hmm. would I, would, would I, won't I? You know what I mean? Like, or what yeah. would I do in that situation? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it makes it puts you in the driver's seat, so to speak, mm-hmm. of like, if it was me, could I make the same decision? It does like I like that idea, right? Because it's not an easy right. decision. The ask that they asked was no. like damn near impossible. Do you want to walk the earth oh. for etern like eternity with your family, watching the world fucking burn? Right. Or do you want to sacrifice somebody you love for the thing? So I do like that. I like the premise yeah. of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I my I qualify this movie with how I like it and I enjoy it. And I usually try not to do this, but I I feel like your Shyamalan is at a level where he is part of these filmmaker genres like your Scorsese's, your Tarantino's, your Catherine Bigelow's. Like, I feel like we're just we're we're there. And if you like Shyamalan movies, this is top three. This is him towards the top of his game. It is like you wouldn't believe you would not if you watched this movie and the happening, you would not believe the same dude did both movies. 
Yeah. Um, I just feel like he's come a really long way. And this film in particular is just this incredibly intimate experience with one of the worst questions you could possibly ask somebody. Um, yeah. And I, and, and not he, a light. No, but it, it, cha- I, to me, it is a challenging movie. I don't think this is a movie you take a first date to, if that helps categorize it and qualify it. Like, see how she did, see how that answer. <laughs> right. Like you know, just like, date. yeah, I work in finance. Anyway, who, what family member would you Yeah, so which one of your families do you think we should die? Brian, Marcus, and I struggled with that on the way no, out of this movie because we were like, <laughs> what a fucking movie to bring Brian back. Hey, Brian, oh, I know you spent 22 hours yeah. in the car with your family. Which one would you kill if you had to? Like, yeah. 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 and if you and if you take a date out and she too quick to answer, then it's kind of like, no, I didn't be yeah. my father. You were like, hey, right. all right, where's well, the balance really? in there somewhere? I know the parody clip of this is Dave Bautista being like, "You have like a day and a half." Oh no, it's that one. It's no, that no, one. We're good. Good. Yeah, no, we're moving yeah. on. No, like we got into an argument right before y'all walked in here. We've been ready to off this motherfucker since we got here. Like, yeah. Um, no, I, oh, go ahead. What, so I want to. I want to. Brian said something that was like, "This is top three of M Night Shyamalan." I want to do something oh, yeah. real quick. Okay, y'all tell me where this re- where this falls in M Night Shyamalan's movies. Okay. 2023, that is now. Knock at the cabin. 2021, old. Okay. Oh, God. 2019, glass. 2016, split. Mm. 2015, the visit. 2013, after Earth. 2008, the happening. 2006, lady in the water. 04, the village. 02, signs. 2000, unbreakable. 1999, the sixth sense. Yeah, baby. 98 wide awake and 92 praying with anger. What are we what are we thinking? I mean, to me, this is up there with like I've thought about this a lot. It is up there with the sixth sense and uh unbreakable. To hmm. me, like this is in the conversation in the top three. I'm not gonna rate the no, top no, no, three, right, right, but right. it it is within that realm. In terms of in terms of in terms of like of cinema like in terms of like him directing a movie and right. actually manipulating space to evoke a response and to convey a message and to tell a story i think this is up there with like like brian said i think this is up there with signs and sure. unbreakable and the sixth sense and that's because of things that happened in this movie that made me uncomfortable watching it. Yes. I leaned over to Marcus in this movie and I said, like, he's breaking the rule of thirds when it comes to your screens, like the way you're yep. setting up your screens. Yep. And he's doing that because it's making he's trying to convey a sense of closeness, but also a sense of discomfort in what we're watching. And it was uneasy the whole time. For those that don't know, the rule of oh thirds gosh. is the next time you watch a movie, generally they say that your character shouldn't take up more than one third of the space. <laughs> <laughs> a lot on the screen. The reason being is, if you take up more than that, it could make it's and, jarring and could mean, take your make your person uncomfortable. And he did that this whole time. And I'm laughing because in the first 15 minutes of the oh, movie, yeah. Dave Bautista's face takes up 75. Yeah, right percent <laughs> If you're on the live stream right now, Marcus is doing it, and it's incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable. Nobody would watch this live stream if we talked to you <laughs> like that. The nah, hell, time. Nah. They would be like, what you'd be over it. But yeah, so he breaks that a lot. I think the other yeah. like 
fucking brilliant thing he did was over the course. So the course of this story is you're trying that these four people are trying to convince two people mm-hmm. to agree with them. Yeah. If you watch their positioning in the room itself, it changes to convey a sense that maybe there's an agreement that is mm-hmm. unspoken. It mm-hmm. starts off four people looking down on two, mm-hmm. then it removes to three and the two people rise up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down to two on two and they are at the same eye level. Right. And then it goes down to one on two. And if you notice the positioning, Dave Batista is seated. The oh, two are I standing looking that. down on him. That I is that. riddled. And that is, Damn, that's, that's brilliant. Like Good that is motherfucker should have a movie podcast. That that's is crazy. that is well done. You were wow. talking about that, and no one. I only put it together in my car ride on the way back. I didn't even notice it in the movie. But it's that positioning conveys that sense of like, no, they changed their mind. He did what he was said. They did what they were there to do, which was to yeah. make them think differently about it. So, uh, yeah, that's why it's up there. That's why it's up there for me. I. One of the things that I, I think that made it stand out was that it wasn't it wasn't afraid to essentially just let these actors act to like like they were gonna have to save their life. Mm-hmm. Like act your like act for your life. And I, I think that's the other reason it stands out. Like our podcast, we cover so many comic book movies that are just filled with CGI. And I'm not saying that's bad at no. all. Like it adds to the story a lot of the time. However, this is an amazing palate cleanser if if you're mm-hmm. like us and you love like MCU movies and DC movies like this movie just puts you face to face with these people showing you their entire emotional spectrum um and that is something that is amazing about this movie. Well, and Brian to your point like, look at Dave Batista. Dave Batista is an MCU actor. So I think mm-hmm. if anything, what this does yeah. is it says to the people who want to wash that away is not worth discussing or yeah. dissecting is that same person who's playing Drax the Destroyer <laughs> is also in a movie in Leonard, and he is acting with all of himself for both movies. Yes. So until I can go to Titan and I can shoot a scene on Titan, CGI <laughs> is a necessity. But I think to your point, and it's well taken, is that like you did an excellent job. I love it when horror movies, this is the thing that like I like a horror movie that doesn't throw the blood and guts and shit. Yes. That, yes. And the fact that your blood and the violence of this it wasn't the, it wasn't the way in which they were died that was scary it right. was why they died and he highlights yeah. that point so well so well in this because he says because it's important why they died not how they died i'm not going to show you how they died right you'll see and hear it but you don't necessarily you'll you'll hear it and you'll see the blood but you won't see the act of it happening and i think that's well done like i think that you know it doesn't take away from the message portion of it all right Marcus has been writing an essay shortly. Yeah, I, I didn't know where to start. So okay. I, I wrote my thoughts down. What are we doing? I want to I kind of want to finish rounding off while like I enjoyed this movie. Okay. Because okay. he wants to tell this. us all the reasons why. All right. I have a couple bones to pick. <laughs> all right. Oh, I, I do too. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I just kind of want to, I don't know if we want to go down the list or y'all comment let's every go, time go I say something. It. Let's just figure. One thing I think I want, less context. I think there was a lot of additional backstory that Mm. was not really necessary Mm -hmm. to, I get that you're trying to develop 
maybe you're trying to develop a character, right? I'm not a movie writer. Uh-huh. So maybe you're trying to develop these characters and build some type of connection with them so that you could see how hard it is for them to make the decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, one thing I did enjoy, I, I don't know. I guess I did it. I did enjoy it was the fact that they reiterated so many times. It wasn't because they were a gay couple. Mm, and right. I can understand how if you make a movie like this with these, like with that like type of relationship as the lead, where you could see where you killed them and you made them choose because they were gay or they were being picked. And so I and I understood throughout the entire time they were like, We don't believe shit you saying because we're always the ones that nobody wants us here. Why should we right. give a fuck about the rest of the world when they hate us? They despise us. Yeah. I really enjoyed that 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 part of it is like, no, I got my family. This is mine. I know they love me. Mm-hmm. Why would I kill them when the rest of the world, especially with Andrew, got on my nerves? I'm gonna be honest with you. What Andrew got on my nerves just a hair because I okay. get why he's so defensive, but I also understand why he um he has so much sure. drama. Why is he a protector? Because he he got hurt. He got beat up. Yeah, and he got hurt for lo- loving who he wanted to love, and you know he then turned into something like that. Shit is never gonna happen again. I understand that. Hold on. <laughs> did he get beat up for that though wait what well, i actually may have missed it what did the what did what did ronald weasley say when he walked past him in the bar and also i think it's hilarious that ronald, weasley, ronald weasley played the yeah. potentially oh, sure. yeah sure. uh yeah because he, here's here's the way that i saw it here's the way that i saw that scene in that bar go down okay the two of them are engaging in a conversation with each other essentially poking at each other, pointing out each other's flaws. Now, I don't know about you, but when someone, when I have to tell, when someone tells me what I'm not great at, uh, (laughs) I don't receive feedback from other people necessarily. Well, I believe that is what a psychologist would say being defensive. It would make me defensive. (laughs) Not the quotations. Yeah. Allegedly. I don't know. I'm not, I just, I just have a movie. podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. So then this man, I didn't hear him say anything, but he comes over and Andrew, I don't know if he heard something and we didn't hear it, but he goes, I'm not going to leave. And I was like, I think he just bumped into you. Like, I don't know what I had. He said, keep it down. The Ron Weasley guy. He said, keep it down. But there's a part of me that's like, is that, is that, is that out of line? Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like, there's a part of me that's like, you went to a 10 for someone saying, keep it down. Maybe I'm a pacifist and I need to start fighting with more people. Cause if someone told me to keep it down, I'd be like, well, fuck that guy. But anyway, let's keep it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 I'm not going to get into a, like an altercation with a stranger. I don't know for keep it down. Right? I, I mean, but but the stranger, Ron Weasley, goes, you, you're talking zero to ten. He goes zero to ten. He's like, that's please, true. That's the reason why you don't alone. engage with the And then stranger. Ron Weasley's like, violence. Immediate, <laughs> immediate <laughs> option is violence, apparently, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. is wrong. Well, I think they're both wrong then. <laughs> they're having a conversation in a yeah, bar. Yeah, they were just talking in a bar. Well, just, you didn't need to. You don't know if he's drunk. You don't know other people's <laughs> state of mind. People are crazy. You do have to be careful nowadays. Yeah. You can't just you know I mean, I mean? walk with your head on the shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, I'm prepared to fight people just out anywhere. So I just keep to myself because it risks. Because I don't want to have to I, throw down in a quick at a quick stop. 
I don't want to have to throw down at a quick stop. We should unpack that. I don't know why you're trying to fight at a quick stop, but that's fine. I'm not. I'm not. That's why I just don't. Someone yells at me. I'm like, yeah, I probably deserve that. Like I move on my way. Andrew did nothing wrong. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Andrew yeah. did nothing wrong. Andrew, he just got, he just kind of was like, I know he's trying to defend his family. And that's why I say he got on my nerves. Cause I was kind of like, can you at least hear I guess I was more with Eric. At least Eric was trying to hear him out. And I don't know. It's because he was half woozy from all the blood he lost in his damn head. So, like, he didn't have a choice. But I feel like in that moment, there were some moments with Andrew where he was demeaning Eric. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. You only talk to me. And, like, kind of taking away his decision. You know what I'm saying? And so, for me, that's when Andrew started to get on my nerves of, like, I know you're trying to be protective. But also let Andrew, I mean, may let Eric maybe make his own decisions. That kind of got me. I, I think that I and I think this is where this movie excels because it it does such a good job of illustrating these different points because I identified with Andrew the most in this movie, mm-hmm. which is why I laughed so hard when you were like, anyway, this Andrew guy sucks. <laughs> um, because I, like I feel a lot of the same way that Andrew does like, especially when it comes to my family or someone Mm. hurts someone in my family or some like anything like that. Like I immediately go into this Papa bear mode of like, don't you talk to them? Like just, Mm -hmm. I Mm. get it. And I identified with him for most of the movie. And I'm not saying like necessarily like Marcus, you're wrong. You need to change your mind. I get it. And you're right. And I feel like it brings out these different parts of us when we're Mm -hmm. confronted with these incredibly stressful situations. I am an Andrew in this type of situation. I am going to rage against the dying light until I cannot like anymore, like doing everything within my power. And I feel like this movie does a good job of like, so what happens when you, when you put that up against an immovable object, Mm -hmm. who do you become? And I, and it's, Those are uncomfortable answers that this movie tries to answer. Yeah, that's a good point too, Brian. And I think that has, I think that's where it's, where it's tough is like, I would probably see myself in that situation as more of an Eric in the sense of if I give them a chance to speak and I continue to hear all of it without being, if I, if we work through it, I can at least understand it and then maybe I can combat it better. Like that's the way that I would approach that. <laughs> and so I think, but again, that's also also equally as dangerous, right? Because otherwise you're agreeing to kill somebody in your family yeah, because right, someone right. showed up and told you the end of the world was happening. So I think right. I think what this what this movie does a great job of is showing like an extreme of either approach. Yes. Is not the right one. Mm-hmm. And as a result, two people died because they were on they were at an extreme like they were right. Like they were at that point of it. OK. Oh, yeah. Brian, yeah. No, I I have a feeling. Go ahead. Say your thing, Marcus. No, go ahead. I, I know. Go ahead. I, uh, yeah, this, this this does get into the territory of like. It was sometimes hard for me to stay in the zone with this movie mm-hmm. with how it presented. Oh, sure this situation mm-hmm. um oh sure and and maybe it's because my fight or flight activated and i was trying mm-hmm. to find ways to like rationalize how i wouldn't oh, be in sure. this situation mm-hmm. um but one of the things like about this movie that again we've already talked about it's a great concept a great premise great acting the hard part for me was like 
okay, you need to believe us based on what we're telling you and this essentially like Fox News show. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. all you have to go on for about 80% of the movie. And I, I think one of the pushes and pulls of this movie, which I enjoyed, was like, is it real? Is the apocalypse real? Like, yeah. is this actually happening? And I enjoyed that. And that's most of this movie. And I enjoyed that part of the movie. If I'm in this position, though, and Dave Bautista is like telling me I have to make this terrible decision, my man, like I've lived through some stuff and there's no way I'm making a big decision like that based on a Fox (laughs) News report on my TV. Absolutely not. Like, and that's what kind of brought me out of it a little bit. But I understand that's not the point of the story. Well, I guess for me, what is the point of the story? Um, Because I know what they told me. I know what was said in the message that one represented malice and one was nurturing and one was um, healing and the other one was uh, coaching guidance, Uh, guidance. It was guidance. I felt like that was kind of forced. If I'm lying, if I'm I'm telling the truth, I agree. That feels like a book concept that did not translate. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you didn't give me enough. You gave me one moment of each person quote unquote, defending themselves by saying, I have a kid. I coach these kids. I'm a nurse. I do this. Is it a religious thing? Or I'm right. this guy that's kind of upset. And I, you know, didn't really have a lot of background story, but whatever the case may be, I'm pissed. <laughs> to me, when the, if the if the big ta-da of this is, oh my God, they represent these four things. Those aren't four things that I see in everyday life on a regular basis it, to me that would have clicked for me. Yeah. I that represent humanity, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I don't agree. know if that's the route that I would have taken. I agree. I Duh. feel I have two points okay. to, your, to yours, sure. Marcus. Please, to yours, Marcus. That feels very coincidental. That very, that feels yeah. like a very, like a let me turn a stain into the image of the Mother Mary on a bathroom wall in a bar. Like, that feels very, like, it's not an exact fit, but it's close enough that it'll work. Okay, yeah, like a second thought, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's close yeah. enough that it'll work. Like, yeah. oh, that's the thing. And here's the thing. I'm not necessarily putting that on the writing of the movie. I, I'm putting that on the, like, how else do you get these two to finally agree to this? There has to be some sort of like, there has to be some sort of like, I see, I determine that this reality is actually truthful through Mm -hmm. this piece of things. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's, that's the other thing kind of to like what Brian was saying. It's like, if Dave Batista shows up and says, (laughs) present me with, here's the reasons, here's what's happening. Here's a couple of news footage pieces. Right. Like this is, and I kind of tried to say this to Brittany when I got home to, to try to describe the movie. And I kind of tried to say it to Marcus in the theater, like on our way out too, is that there's a parallel here between the reality of our, our country over the course of the past two years. Yes. 100%. And, the, and of this idea that like, I'm trying to figure out the right way to say it, it might be clumsy, but this idea of like, we can convince ourselves of anything. Yes. I could go online tonight and read a shitload about mushrooms. And the next thing you know, I'm a fucking mushroom expert (laughs) and I'm able to tell you it's, here's the thing. You know what it is? It's the fitness industry. And this is what, (laughs) stick with me really quick. I know that that's random. Okay. All right. Welcome to films, black and white fitness talk. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing. If you are looking to make any type of like change to your body composition, 
to your okay. ability to perform and exercise to strength. Trust me, there's a snake oil salesman that'll show up with enough mm. people to back you up to say, yeah, look yeah. at how successful this is. Got yeah. And all it takes is you to try it once to think it works. Yep. And now you're hooked and you're, you're a part of the, the cult for lack of a better. I agree. Like those, 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 uh, bands in 2005 that they said came from the moon and it helped you like, you know, it helped your posture like, to keep you from That's getting knocked right. over. CrossFit. Yeah, we get, well, we get well, accused well, of this. We get accused of this a lot. Like people who say like, Oh, well, they're a cult. It's like, well, they probably are in the way that they approach it because <laughs> at a dinner table, they will sit down and they'll be like, look, grandma, if you're not doing deadlifts <laughs> on a regular basis, you're never going to be able to walk again. What the hell, grandma? What get it together. Get your life together. Pick it up, grandma. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> come on. Come on. Two more. Like that's, that's where I go back to this though, of like this concept of like this movie plays with that idea of like, the placebo yep, effect. Does. Did he yeah. really see a man in the shot in the light? Right. Was there really this connection of like oh, one okay. represents malness, one represents nurturing, one rep like was yep. that really there, or was that just a they had spent so much time hearing it that suddenly someone believed it? Right. Uh, so that was kind of my question. At the end of all these other movies of M. Night Shyamalamas, like there is an answer of some yes. sort. Except for the happening. Me, like or some purpose now if you're asking me what i perceived it to be i think i kind of leaned over and told doug this it kind of reminded me of 9 11 right because oh. if oh, okay. there was this moment when 9 11 happened when there was a uniformed togetherness before sure. the hatred of like completely different sure, yeah. either, yep. right there was this collective um yes. effort together of togetherness and America strong and mm -hmm. this will never happen yep. again. Yep. If you're telling me and a pandemic kind of bought that out of people and then it kind of bought the nastiness out of some folk too, depending on yeah. like what your realm is. Now, if you were to tell me the the beings or the person in the light did all of this shit because the end message was your family was chosen because the world is out of whack. Everybody's way too divided. And right. we had to make a decision. We knew that you couldn't kill nobody in the end of this. We knew that a sacrifice was going to have to be made to change you all, but also look around you. Other people had lost too. Now's the time for everybody to come together because there right. were four different in, in mm -hmm. situations where if you walked into that diner, I, it, it would have been better for me if they walked into the diner and instead of the one lady taking a phone call, it was a bunch of people taking phone oh, calls to say, yeah, everything that happens today affected somebody in this diner that you didn't even know. Like not to belittle yeah. somebody's loss, but to say everybody lost something. Yes. Now's the time to come together in grief and in loss. Yes. I think I would have been okay with that instead of the four horsemen of the apocalypse also reflecting these four things that they just so happen to be associated with. Then yeah. I'm asking why those people, why not anybody else who was a coach or a nurse or had malice or had, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I, it left right. me. Yeah. And the implication on the other side of it is like they were chosen for those roles and mm -hmm. that's the reason why they were given the visions. And it's like, yeah, but, but, but to your point, why them? Like yeah. there's a lot of that. Why the line cook with the kid? Like why? <laughs> Well, and I feel like, oh man, not uh, how do I? Yeah, say this? yeah. <laughs> you know, you're welcome, getting a Brian. Welcome back, Brian. Welcome back, Brian. I've already put my hands on my head. I've already crossed <laughs> my arms. Like you know, it's gonna be something. I feel like this movie is directly correlated, not related, but correlated with how you interpret like 
spiritual guidance is okay. how I will say it. When, okay. And I'm not saying it's a religion. I'm just saying like some people have tarot. Some people have mm -hmm. Buddhism. Some people believe in a higher power. Some people yeah. or higher powers. And I feel like your enjoyment of this movie is going to be correlated with that understanding mm. of spiritual guidance okay because your understanding of a divine intervention in whatever a divine intervention may be for you right, right. and this is i promise this is going to lead to a bigger point because i I'm think excited. one of the things here is like this movie and m night Shyamalan, and i and i don't fault him for this even though it's going to sound like it but it's because of my own personal viewpoint and that's what i'm talking about with correlation because yeah, okay. it didn't hit all the cylinders with me because it's you have to buy into there's no way out like for you to like to to harness the end of this movie there's no way out there is a higher power directing this this is it there's no there are no questions there are there is no context to be had there is no nothing like that you're just sitting here with this question um or just this this decision that you you have to make and i feel like hmm. one of the things about what made this a good movie to me was that as a Shyamalan movie again I keep qualifying it because if you do Shyamalan movies you're like what's the twist what's mm -hmm. what is this second act yeah. thing and the best thing this movie did was have an airplane fall out of the sky in the background when Dave mm -hmm. Bautista's death happens and you're like oh shoot like this yeah. is real. Yeah. This is real. The apocalypse is happening in this story. Mm -hmm. I was waiting. I was, I cooked up a really bizarre twist, by the way. Like I thought Eric and Andrew maybe had like a dinner party and someone asked the question, like, oh, if somebody had to like off one of y'all to survive, like who would it be? And like, maybe Eric, like a fucked up dinner party. Right. <laughs> I know. Right. But like, and Eric, like jokingly said, Andrew, and then Andrew, Andrew's like, I'm going to make this whole scenario show you that you're wrong. And like, it, that's the twist. It was, it was all set up to prove a really dumb dinner party joke. That was the twist I made up. But the biggest twist was like, no, the apocalypse is actually happening. And then actually sitting with that being like, oh, so there is like a higher power directing oh, this. Yeah. This okay. is the decision. I, I and think. I have more questions, but you don't have time. The The movie does a good job of giving you this urgency and moving with this momentum. And I'm snapping to really punctuate uh -huh. this because like the more you think about it, it you, you get more questions, but you don't have time. You don't have and time. And that's, and like one of my critiques was like, man, I really don't get how Andrew gets to this point of sacrificing Eric, but at the same time, he's seeing planes fall out of the sky. Mm -hmm. He's seeing a storm come. So that is my big, long, like, I get piece that. into this. I and like that, Brian. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I just think your interaction engagement of this movie is mm -hmm. completely dependent on your correlation with spiritual guidance. Huh. I, I like that. I like that perspective, man. What I a like, fucking I, pot. Jesus. I, I like that. <laughs> I will say that's not where my brain was. Oh, when this okay. Was well, okay. Cool. Where was your brain at? Because yeah, tell me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And wait, can know. I say this real quick? This fucking podcast, man. <laughs> this, this this place. This is like a place to fucking be, man. Because you got three. <laughs> me and Doug went together. And it just kind of yeah. says like the beauty in movies. I just got to say this real quick, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Three of us see this movie same yeah. day, right? Yeah. With, with about the same amount of information going into the movie. Yep. Not really uh, yeah. Knowing, 
a whole lot of what's going on, right? I thought this shit was on Netflix, to be honest with you. <laughs> until Doug told me we got to go to the movie theater. So I thought the shit was on Netflix. My favorite moment. But to get three very different viewpoints, right? And I don't know if that's a success to M. Night or if that is just... I love us so much knowing that we were like, sometimes we come in here yeah. and we high five each other and we like, hell yeah, we like this shit. Great That's job. Great. You know what I mean? But then sometimes we come in here and we have these kind of moments where I didn't even think about Brian's perspective. I'm itching to hear where Doug, because I know yeah. Doug, I'm interested to see what his mindset was knowing yeah. who he is as my friend. So this is just, that's just, I just, I love this podcast. Cause here's where my brain went. My yeah. brain went immediately to like, that's not what I saw in Dave Batista was I saw a man like in crisis. Yeah. Okay. 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 The legitimacy of what that crisis was not for me to decide because he was obviously very upset for whatever reason is in yeah. his head. And so there's a part of me that went to like a, well, how, what can I do in this moment? That's going to get him to a place where he can be not in that crisis. Because Brian, I didn't yeah. even consider whether or not there was reality to it. Like whether or not the apocalypse really? was real, real for the first half of this movie. I was like, it doesn't matter whether this is real. We need to try to have a conversation with Dave <laughs> Batista. And it went to all the shit that I've learned about, like all the stuff that I've listened okay. to and read about talking to, like what happens if you're in a conversation with a family member who has drifted to like QAnon or is oh. deeply embedded in the conspiracy yep. state. Yep. And my brain went immediately to the worst thing that I can do is make them further entrenched in this. Sure. Sure. And the best way to further entrench them in it is to say, you're crazy. It's not real. It's a shared delusion. It's an echo chamber because that's not showing any type of compassion right. and trying to say like, well, tell me why you feel this way. And I think that that's why like maybe I leaned towards like yeah. how Eric was approaching it more because he was like, no, no, no. Like he needs to tell us like we yeah. need to know how he feels and what's going through his head and what he's thinking about. So that way we can come we can appeal to that sense of compassion and that sense right. like we can speak to that. And so that's what I kept coming back to is it's like, like what, like how do we have this conversation that's gotten sure. to this point? Um, but then they killed Rupert Grint and I was like, well, <laughs> that's gone. And so then the rest of it was just kind of a ride. But for the first part of this, like we were having this conversation with sure. him, it's like, here's a man in crisis. How do we help the man in crisis? Well, telling him he's a crazy person really isn't going to help anybody. It's only going to make it worse. Like, so how do we tease this out and have this conversation more to get us to that point? Which, yeah, that's that's where my brain was at for at least up into like that portion of it. I mean, I applaud you for for trying to like put yourself in the shoes and trying to lead with empathy. I mean, like I think that's so honorable and I feel like I've learned something about myself at the fact that like I immediately went to the Andrew side of things. I didn't even like yeah, wait. Fuck you. Like, like I just like I have a gun. Like I just immediately right. went to the Andrew side of things, which I'm learning all sorts of things about myself um 
So I'm I'm glad you said that because you're right. That's leading with empathy. Like, why do you feel that way, Dave Bautista, Leonard? Like, I want to know so I can help. No, I went the other way of like, well, get away from me. Now, so, that's, that's with a hulking man like Dave Bautista, Brian. Like, and, <laughs> uh, presented with the reality that, like, if he wanted to squash me like a bug, he very easily could yeah, squash me like uh, a bug. That shit an hour and a half ago. When he, that's the, when he threw his ass across the room, I said, yeah, oh, and that's shit. the other thing about this. Like we talked about his acting just for a second, but just yeah. for a hot minute, it was an hour and like 10 minutes into this movie before <laughs> he finally was like violent enough and pushed somebody with the strength he right. really has. Otherwise he was a gentle giant. And that is like well, really well done. And I think that is a credit to Shyamalan mm -hmm. and the casting mm -hmm. because when you think of this movie that you have this home invader, right? And and you're yeah. thinking like Dave Bautista is going to smash my face in. But the fact that he was so gentle and he was restraining himself and he, at any moment, you were expecting this huge guy to pop off. At any like, moment. And he yeah. never, like he, he, he kind of does. He, yell throughout this entire movie. he didn't, even when the girl was screaming, he went yeah. right into like teacher mode. Like let's count he to did. five together. Yeah. Yeah. I tried yep. that with my daughter this evening. It works. <laughs> oh, it, it, I, I also did it with my son. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about you out here teaching us de-escalation. Hey, yeah, thanks, yeah. uh, thanks for the hot parenting tip. The more you know. You know, I, I just, and I feel like that casting is really good because you do have this huge guy. You're not going to hide it. I'm glad no, they didn't hide it. No, I'm glad not. they didn't hide his tattoos because it added to it of like, this huge guy is going to lose it and he's going to hurt somebody. And the only time he really got violent was to like, make sure they stayed in the house not yeah. to hurt them yeah um yeah like that yeah. and that i thought was really well done with that actor mm -hmm. so because okay also when he's like i'm going the bathroom when when andrew has the gun he's pointed at leonard and he's like get in the bathroom we're leaving <laughs> and eric's like you gotta make sure he's still in the bathroom there's a window i heard the broken window. That window was. he opens the door and the window is like <laughs> it is a tiny window it's, a small, I said, it's like the size I said, of a fucking pepsi can <laughs> i said out loud i said there's no way that man went through that window like <laughs> It would have been a Looney Tune hole in that wall before and he would have made it through that thank damn window. You. And I'm looking at it like, uh, and like the, the, I think it's like one of the first times I start using the string instrumentals to like amp up the, mm -hmm. the tension. And I'm like, oh, he's there. He's in the bathroom because mm -hmm. there's no way he got out the window. And I appreciate that they stuck to the bit. Of course he couldn't go through the window. He's mm -hmm. huge. Like, of course yeah. he's hiding in the bathroom. Like, yeah. anyway, I thought that was well done with the with the materials that they had i'm gonna yeah. give my my first thought opinion and i still kind of feel this way about the movie what's that consider here's a couple pieces for me one i feel like this movie is the epitome of it could have been an email this meeting could have been an email you said me that yet i remember this <laughs> what um, because what? i feel like as good as it was i could have watched this at home on netflix like oh. and, I, and, and I feel like maybe yeah. maybe not on Netflix, maybe it was an HBO Max type of thing or or whatever the case may be, right? But I feel like did this need to be in the theaters? How would I've dissected this if it was at home? I just feel there, there was a part of me that was like, this was good. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. But could it have been something that I could have watched at home instead I think of this like would have freaked out. me out more at home? I, I, I agree. Movie too. Like 
mm-hmm. if you watch it with your family or you watch it with your friends and like oh god I don't I'd know. Love to know maybe don't watch it with your family this. but like I, watch it with your loved ones i'd love to I know mean, what britney thought of this this is not a Britney movie. This is a certified films in black and white sticker. Not yeah. a Britney movie. Not a Britney movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, like if we could we need put a, a sticker we need on a the graphic pod. for that. We do need a graphic for that. Certified not for Britney. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like at, streamers. I think that we're reaching this point where what are you going to the theater for? And yeah. I... I want to support new stuff. Marcus made a great observation that this is not a franchise. This is not a sequel. Sure. You have Shyamalan's name, but this is, this is original. This is adapted from a book in a theater. And I, and and that's big. That's a big deal in a world where Mm -hmm. sequels rule and franchises are King. And Mm -hmm. I want to support these filmmakers for doing these new things, even if it, this movie did not like check all the boxes for me, but I still enjoyed it and I'm glad it exists. And I, I just, there should be a way to watch this at home <laughs> and still do that. That's yeah, what I'm right. trying to say. Cause yeah. Yeah. this does feel, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this. It has Netflix. Yeah. Energy. Release energy. energy. Big yeah. Netflix energy. Yep. And I just, it feels like it would slot so well into like, go home this weekend with Dave Bautista. And like, you'd get all the weird tweets and memes and like, that's TikTok how the conversations. movie. Right. And that's how yeah. the movie would be promoted. Yeah. It just, a traditional release like this, a, doing a traditional release like this felt, I don't know, felt a little strained mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, there were only three people in my theater uh i just i don't know there's got to be a way to 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 do it both i don't know i just i agree this felt like more of a streaming release i would have watched it at home yeah anyway i'm rambling no um brian you brought up that this is a book so i wanted to highlight some differences between the movie yeah let's do it so first off the book is 308 pages which feels long given the story we were given feels a little long um the story is pretty much the same to be honest okay. with you, a lot of it's in the key pieces are uh, in this movie. They get the uh, Eric gets Andrew gets the gun earlier when okay. the nurse is still alive. Okay. And Leonard and Andrew struggle for the gun in the struggle. Andrew accidentally shoot when gets killed. <gasps> so the daughter dies in the book. Um, no. I thought yeah. that was going to happen. Not that they would have made a con. Well, oh. I thought I was confused about the rules. I thought the two people had to make a conscious decision and agreement. Not yeah. that like if one person happened to die, they could die. Yeah. So, um, and that's and, oh. here's, and here's the reason. So, but here's the problem is that in the book, Marcus, the rules are more explained. So in the book, oh. because she gets shot, that was not her choice. They did not decide it. So the conti- the the stuff that the the uh, oh, end of the world stuff keeps happening. The end of the world stuff keeps happening, and that's the reason why the nurse tries to like basically takes them to the truck that they were going to drive off in. Then she runs away, and then they go back to the cabin. And they're like, "Well, if this stuff is still happening, I guess it's because when didn't choose like we didn't choose for her to die, and that's when they make the choice, and then the rest of the movie progresses. But yes, the rest of the book progresses. But yeah, the key difference there is. Leonard dies because he gets shot, but in the struggle, Wen also gets shot, but she did not get chosen to be killed, so that's why the, the stuff keeps happening. Oh, I hate that in a good way. 
And it was uh, the 2018 book was a smash success. Like everybody loved it. Even Stephen King was like, this is this is dark. <laughs> <laughs> and if Stephen King is telling you your book is dark, you made it because that that okay. is dark. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, yeah, by the way, Marcus, how's lot. your mental health with watching Last of Us Episode 3 and then being like, do 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 gonna go watch Knock at the Cabin? <laughs> Listen, that was tough. Because, <laughs> like, my man, well, Oof. as soon as you said, I just finished Episode 3 and I walked out of the theater, I was like, I, I can't even tell him. I can't even, like, I can't even <laughs> warn him. Like, he's, this is a set path. Like, I, I can't, I'll reveal something about the movie. Like, I can't, I, well, good luck. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe don't, yeah. man. Maybe don't. It was don't. a grim ass <laughs> I didn't realize till the end of the day when I just when I got done with episode three. Yeah. And then I kind of looked around and I was like, I haven't watched anything else today. And I probably should just like turn some SpongeBob on or some shit like that. I was gonna say, yeah, get like a a cartoon going or something. Uh, Anything. I mean, like that book, oh gosh, that makes me upset in a good way. I mean, that's terrible. And yeah. (sighs) There's no way I think they could have gotten away with that. With the uh, movie, I think they could I have. Mean, I would have. It would have it drawn out the movie to how long is this movie? Ninety uh, minutes. Like it was like an hour. It was. I drove home at nine oh eight, so that means that it was like it started less than two hours. Yeah, it, I think it's an hour forty on that IMDb. Right. I went to AMC, so I got thirty minutes of previews. So <laughs> and, a Nicole, and, and a Nicole Kidman lecture. I well, during the Nicole Kidman lecture, I went and to the bathroom because I knew I had that time. Yeah. So like Nicole Kidman is like now like the herald of like, okay, Brian, go use the restroom. Now's a good time. Yeah, that's like hilarious. that's what that has turned Brian, into to me. We love movies. Yeah. If you love movies, yeah. you'll go to the bathroom. Like, Right now, <laughs> that's right pretty now. much what nicole kidman is telling me now yeah. uh I, I feel like they could have got away with it i don't i i just don't i think they made the right decision not to do it in the movie yeah i think they made the right decision they could have done it and i would have trusted Shyamalan to do it he did six cents where there's dead kids abound yeah, um, a lot of dead kids in that but i i'm okay not seeing that yep agreed <laughs> you know uh, any other final thoughts on Knock at the Cabin? Yeah, here's my thing. I'm gonna go down my quick list. All right, okay. Boom. This was rated R, but it didn't feel rated R. One. All right, two. That was such a bad dummy. Okay, the one, the body oh, that they was dragging yeah. out of the house that was supposed to be. I didn't uh, even notice. Ronald Weasley. His. It was a terrible. It. You can see it's that if rigor mortis sets in <laughs> immediately after being killed. <laughs> it was bad. The camera panned a little bit too low, and you could see the flat pelvis of the little dummy, and like you kind of tell it wasn't a real oh, thing. I like, didn't even notice. Okay, oh, it was real quick. You just had to see it. So it was just a bad. All right, dummy. no good catch. Um, the song at the end. I did that scene at the end with them playing the song and clicking it off and then turning yeah. it on and then clicking it off and then turning it on again. And yeah, I don't know. And then I was, yeah. then I thought to myself, how do you explain this when you go to a cabin with three people and then you leave the cabin with only two people and then there are bodies that will be found <laughs> in this cabin, teeth, skeletons, etc. I mean, I chalked that up to the apocalypse was happening and people are just going to be like, well, stuff happened here. We had bigger fish to fry. (laughs) Stuff happened here. There there is a story here. The problem with that song is that the only movie I can think of when I hear that song is Boogie Nights. And so when you put on Boogie, like you put on, I want to put on my Boogie shoes. I'm like, oh man, Mark Wahlberg's doing a bump somewhere that we need to go check on him. I I agree with you, Marcus. The, the, 
the end, the like the last 10 minutes of this movie has the impossible job of being like, anyway, have a nice night. Yeah. And I don't think there's any I, I it didn't vibe with me. either. Yeah. Here's a bow on your movie. Very comedic moment that I get that that was their song. It's like we're going to bask in the memory of Daddy right. Eric. Right. But I don't know if that was well time, but other than that, it was a cool movie. Yeah. My Other... only my only <laughs> final thought with this is just like not only not only is this like a concept that I, I don't know a lot of other people would even touch, but Shyamalan does it to a point where you have a reaction to it. And I mm. and I do give him credit for that. I do think that it's 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 it, it's a firmly good movie. If you like Shyamalan, I am not recommending this movie to people who are not aware of him or his work or like anything like that. This is a very challenging movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to give a shout out to my wife, Maggie, who I talked through some stuff with um, because she was like, what is this movie? And then I talked to her about it. She's like, "Okay, you seem really fired up about this. Okay, I'm gonna let you be. Anyway, she helped me work through some of these ideas and stuff like that. So I just want to give her a shout out to shout out to me. I I mean, wait till it comes out somewhere you can stream it. Like it's good. Like I don't think you need to rush to the theater to see it right now. But like it, I enjoyed it for the thought provoking nature that it yes. is. I echo Brian's comment though that like if this is if this ain't your bag and you are, this is your first foray into an oh my Shyamalan movie. This would be maybe the worst Shyamalan pick movie a to different, start with. Pick yeah, a different one. Watch Unbreakable. Like watch something yeah. else before this. Um, it's yeah. good. It's on that level, but you need to get familiar with how this man tells stories yes. before you can dive into this one. So where yeah. do you where do you rank Batista, big ass Batista, after this movie? Uh, I think wrestler wrestler actor wise i think he has better acting talent than the rock does like okay. acting talent and so I, I think he's seen he two is, batista movies too by the way just i think he's i think he is number one in my book i mean i, I definitely think he's on his way uh i don't know if I, it's hard for me to say he's the best i don't know it, it there's just so many different factors i definitely think if you're looking at classical acting and mm. conveying of emotions I think Dave Bautista showed that he has that potential that he can get there. And he has such a huge presence in this movie. Yeah. I'm excited for his like next three or four projects. That's he's pretty versatile. Yeah. I don't want to introduce a concept in our conclusion, but I would say (laughs) that Dwayne, the rock Johnson's movies are so not identical. Not copies. (sighs) They are very similar, and he certainly has a role. I have not seen him play roles that I have seen Batista play. And so I think given in terms of like trying to spread the gambit of like what your portfolio has in it, I think Batista has had has a, had a wider portfolio. I don't know. This might need to be a bonus episode because yeah. The Rock has done other films. He's done comedy. Mm-hmm. Like he's done comedy yeah. films. Yeah. Brian, we all I, saw the rundown. We know he can try and do true. comedy. That's true. The Tooth Fairy. Um, you know, it, like I just, I don't know. I, that's a bigger conversation. There's so many different yeah. depths and parallels. Or this is going to be our have to be our bonus. Yeah, it's got to be because I, I I feel different ways. Not that you're wrong. I just I, there's a lot to say. <laughs> 
And I like how no one is out here being like, actually, John Cena, believe it yeah. or not. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I thought of him too, and I was like, I'm not doing that right now. No, not today. And no one can see him on screen, so I don't know how we could judge his <laughs> acting talent. <laughs> and with that, let's go to plugs. Uh, Brian, what do you have to plug? Hey, fun? folks, we're back. <laughs> go to thelovenerds.com. There's recipes there. Look, Valentine's Day is coming up. There's a whole tab of recipes. Like, if you're going to cook something, go do it now. Like, when this episode comes out, you, you, you got time. Go do it. Like, it, it's there. It's a whole list. That's right. Go to thelovenerds.com. Absolutely. Thelovenerds.com. Uh, Marcus, what do you have to plug, sir? Follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. We're about to always upload humble. some merch very soon, more likely this week if I'm not busy. But um, <laughs> we'll have some Valentine's Day merch going up on the site very here, uh, very soon here soon, only available in certain materials, hoodies, crew necks, etc. So make sure you grab that for you or your loved ones and wish them a happy Valentine's Day. The no way, but above anything else, follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. Absolutely. And I have to plug this podcast. So oh, if you enjoyed uh, sticking with us for a real whopper of an episode, yeah. almost at that two hour mark, uh, we love off, it. Thanks for sticking around. And two, share us with a friend or a family member. Uh, it's the best way to share the love. And if you're feeling like you want to get a little bit extra and you want to really support the podcast, sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash films in black and white. Uh, gentlemen, we have a three step process to success. We do. Brian. It's been a while. Lay us down on that yeah. on that first step. Hey, folks, I know it's been two episodes and I'm here to tell you, read a book, be an interesting person, read a book, have something to say about anything. Just read a book. Have something to say about have anything. something to say about anything. Contribute something, please. Contribute anything. <laughs> uh, Marcus, second uh. step. The second step to success is you want to drink some water. You know what I mean? Listen, Vermillion, the sun has been, I don't want to jinx it, so, you know, knock on wood, but the sun has been out. And boy, I've been sweating. And you know, you know what's been happening? I ain't, you know, my pores has kind of been holding all that sweat in because they're like, hey, partner, when the last time you done seen the sun? And I'm like, hey, man, I don't really know. But now that the sun is kind of peeking out, I realize I need to drink some water because, you know, I need to drink some water. So drink some water. Absolutely. The other thing is that the sun is going to do is it's going to make that sweat run down the crack of your ass. And it's important that if you don't get up there and wash it, welcome back, Brian. If you don't get up there and wash it and scrubbing it, you're going to end up getting to Valentine's Day with just a bunch of stink on you as you try to spend time with those you love, friends, yeah. family, what have you. So wash your ass. If not for yourself, from the, then for those who you love. Uh, because if you're in a knock at the cabin situation, I can tell you it makes it really easy if you don't wash your ass because you're like, that guy stinks. He's got to go. Like, so just uh, make sure you wash your ass and do yourself a favor. You also can't get your gooch licked on Valentine's Day if you don't wash your ass. Oh, jeepers creepers. Uh... No, thank you. <laughs> well, that does it for this Unsubscribe. week's episode. Uh, that does it for this week's episode of Films in Black and White. Join us next week as we will dive down a news rabbit hole. Uh, but in the meantime, and in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy, <laughs> stay safe. Stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Oh, man. Look, the, that was the one that broke. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Huh? Jeepers. Jeepers. <laughs> Jeepers.